Hello. Hello. Okay, I'm uncomfortable now. Oh, well. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that sucked. Hello. And uh, welcome to We, we Like Stuff, stuff and, and So Should You. you. Um, this is the show where we, we talk, talk about stuff that and we like. And you'll, you'll like, like it, it too. Um. <laughs> or else. <laughs> uh, I'm Brenny. This is Melissa. Uh, yeah, Melissa. What up? <laughs> um, we haven't done this in a while. Yeah, we. Well, we suck. No. Yeah, we just have been busy, sort of. Yeah, like, I I have two jobs, and I just finished school, not last week, but the week before. Um, and that was crazy. Um, and Melissa also was doing a class online uh, through York, and that was also insane, because the workload for that was somehow more than the workload that I had, plus having two jobs. It was, like, the same. It yeah. was unbelievable. Yeah, it was a lot of work. It was really worthwhile work, but it was a lot of work. Yeah. Because, well, because yours was, like, super, what was it, condensed? It was specifically Yeah, it was, like, a four-week condensed program. Yeah, it was insane. It was also the first time that that class has been run, so I feel like... Oh, really? Yeah. So I feel like there was... Kinks some, to some iron things out. To, <laughs> yeah, as far as workload goes. So. Uh, but yeah, so we're back. We're back into it. Um, back, back, back again. Here we are. I don't remember who goes first. Well, I do. Do you have a little like that we can oh, start off? A little like. My little like is my sunflowers that I'm growing. Yeah, they're so tall. Is one still like super taller than the other? Yeah. Basically what happened is I had, I feel like I've talked about this before, but I don't remember because it's been so long. Um, but I had two sunflowers. I mean, I had a bunch. Basically, I got sunflower. They, were they looked like seeds that just were uncooked. Like, it was just like you... Just, yeah, just of... like sunflower seeds that you could eat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got them in this like little container that was like, grow your own sunflowers. And so I planted them and it grew three sunflowers from that. Um... I planted two of them in the same pot because they were really connected when I replanted them. And also I didn't really have enough pots, so I was just like, oh, I'll just plant them together. Um, but then it really stunted both of their growth, so then I had to kill one yeah. in order for the other one to survive. Um, Ain't that the way. Yeah. That's how twins work. Sure. <laughs> okay. Um, so anyway... Um, this actually is kind of related to my big like. So maybe I'll save that part, how they connect. That's fair. When it's my turn. Uh, I know I already talked about it uh, as like a, a big thing before, but honestly, cider. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, my favorite, I pr I'm pretty sure I talked about it during that episode. I have no idea which episode it was, uh, but my favorite cider is No Boats on Sunday. Um, and you can get them in bottles. It's a half liter bottle for five bucks. Or you can get 25 milliliters under a half cans. So for basically 475 milliliters. Four cans of those for 15 bucks. 
And I don't know if it's just the glass bottle that costs more money, but that seems just, like it's just insane. It's just like, why would I ever get the bottle again? To look cool and to feel cool, but not sure. to save money. <laughs> not to save money. Um, so yeah, got a bunch of no boats because they're also like kind of hard to find. And it's just, it's we just are a good. Summer beverage. Yeah, well, it's gonna be my all-time forever beverage now. Sure. Ever since like a year and a half ago when Nick showed it to me, he just had it one day. I don't think he, I, like I've never seen him with it again. I don't hang out with him very often, but like he just had it a part of his slew during like a Halloween party we had. Mm-hmm. And I was like, he was like, yeah, I'll try this. And I was like, okay. And I was like, this is it. I did it. That's it. <laughs> There's <stuck>. no more. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah. Do you want to go first? Sure. So in connecting my sunflowers yes. to my like today, um, my big like is the game Last of Us 2. Um, the Last of Us sure. part. Too. I'm sorry. It just says that on the box too. It's very okay. Specific. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't need to be. Sorry. Continue. Okay. The Last of Us Part Two is my thing that I am talking about. I named my sunflowers um, Abby and Ellie because um, one of them is bigger and stronger than the other one. Um, yet they live side by side. You know, they grow side by side. Yeah. So that's. That's a good theme of, of the game. Um, yeah, do so, we need to spoiler alert? Uh, How bad are you going to go into Basically, this? I will say that if you are planning on playing the game, I will say spoiler if I'm going to say something that's a spoiler, and then perhaps you could just fast forward. If you really don't want to hear anything about it um, and you're going to play it, then I would just say skip past what I'm about to say And in know general. that it's, um, in my opinion, it might not be your opinion, in my opinion, the Last of Us Part One, I suppose, um, was, but basically a perfect game, and I still believe it did and does not need a sequel. The Last of Us Part Two is a perfect game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I really think The Last of Us Part Two is necessary in my own opinion. I, yeah, no, I, it, it's not necessary, but I think that it's a really nice way to continue all nice it's a really great way (laughs) to continue the series and give some like closure to that because i feel like the end of last us if you haven't played it or don't know anything about it we're gonna spoil the first one because essentially it's really old it's from like yeah that's on you um, I don't know. The first game's from forever ago. But basically, you have Joel, and he's traveling with Ellie. Um, very, very simple plot line that I'm going to say. It's not simple in the game, but I'm just going to Well, go. so, like, to, to super sum it up, there's an outbreak of zombies, and he, he loses his daughter uh-huh. when the outbreak happens. And then he meets up with Ellie, and that's why he latches on so hard to her. Yeah, but basically he's a smuggler, and he's taking Ellie to the Fireflies, who is this, like, group who are trying to return humanity back to normal. Yeah, because I think think when you play the first one, it's, like, ten years after the outbreak, or, like, five or ten years, something, some nonsense. Don't remember. Um, But essentially you find out that Ellie is immune to zombieism, so if she gets bitten, she doesn't turn into a zombie. And so they're trying to take her to the Fireflies so that they can get doctors to try and create a vaccine for the zombie virus. Um, Essentially they get there after you play the entire game, um, and you get there and the doctor's like, hey, just so you know, the only way we can create this vaccine is if we kill Ellie. Yeah. And Joel... Because they need, like, a part of her brain 
um, to isolate the part of it that's immune to the virus. Yeah, like the the virus, the the zombieism. I thought it was very funny you said zombieism. Sure. It's a fungal virus, so it takes over your brain and all your motor functions, which is very terrifying because that exists for insects in real life, like right now. Uh, but like in the game, I remember that the fungal like entity, the the parasite, basically like intertwined into her brain and just couldn't, it just couldn't take over. So it's like when they so you show you like a CT scan of her brain, you see the virus like fully intertwined with like every brain like crack and crevice and all the things and they're just like there's no way we can get this out without killing her but yeah. this is our best shot yeah but they're pretty confident that if they do that they can create this vaccine um but joel's like no you can't take away another daughter from me yes essentially and he kills everyone and leaves and that's like the end of the game is you just kill everyone and you drive away and ellie is asleep for the entire thing and then she wakes up and they're like and joel is basically like hey ellie sorry but you're not special there's other people that are immune and basically they couldn't do anything with you they couldn't create a vaccine so we're leaving now yeah and that's basically it the the just not to like always jump in but my favorite part about that was that ellie the last the last like sentences ellie asked joel was there really nothing that we could do and he was just like no there was nothing and then it cuts to black and credits that's how they ended the game mm-hmm. oh so for that reason i think a second game is warranted especially because it's like you find like it's like does ellie know Will she find out what yeah. happened? Um, what's her of, life like since that happened? There's a lot of answers. There's a lot of questions that absolutely could be answered. That's why I'm saying, like, it's a perfect game. It does nothing wrong. No, yeah. So the second game is one of my favorite games I've ever played. Um, because it's quarantine and I've had a lot of time off since finishing my class, I basically finished the game in three or four days. Brennan also did it very quickly, and so did our other friends. Um, Which is, all things considered, it's a very, uh, for you specifically, very short amount of time. I don't think I've ever seen you beat a game so involved in such a short amount of time. Yeah, yeah. No, I played it too many hours every day. Um, <laughs> but the storytelling in that game is absolutely incredible. Ugh. Like, I've never played a game that I was so invested in the story to that extent, especially because it's a game where, like, you don't make any choices. It's like you're just watching this character do the thing and you kill zombies along the way. But you become so emotionally attached to these stories and you just want to hear how the stories go. It's just, it's an incredible game to play. Um, I don't think this is really a spoiler because it's just a part of it, but half of the game you play as Ellie and half of it you play as Abby. Yes. Who is um, this muscular, really cool woman who... um, The strongest person in the world. The strongest woman. Um, It's... It's amazing. Um, I don't really know what to say better, because it just will spoil everything. Yeah, there's like, so, there, as much as we'll probably talk about it, we don't actually want to be like, this is the game plot. Yeah, so. no, I definitely don't want to do that. Um, but I will say that the way that it goes between Abby and Ellie is amazing. Yeah. Um, you really, essentially, the story is about... I guess this is kind of a spoiler, so it does happen skip in like, now. Yeah, it does happen you, in the first, like, half hour? Sure, I'm not going to say what it is. Okay. But, kind of spoiler coming up, the story essentially is about revenge and how far you'll go 
for revenge and how revenge just goes back and forth forever and when do you stop you know when, yeah like if i kill someone you love then you want to kill someone i love or you want to kill me um it's like when does that cycle end and that's really like the point of the game sort of um and it was sort of like about trying to move on in a world where you know everything is bad and i feel like the humans in the game are almost worse than the zombies it's just it's just like a really cool story within a zombie world yeah um so honestly, if you have been thinking, oh, I might play The Last of Us 2, highly, highly recommend it. You don't really have to play the first one to play it because it gives you the gist of what happened in the first game, the important parts that you need to know. And there, there, I mean, there's enough like flashbacks as well that'll give you like exactly what you need to know as well. Like, like, yeah. I know you just said that, but... Yeah, to like build those relationships because the first game does definitely build relationships for you that are important, but... The second game, as Brennan said, has these flashbacks in it that show you um, the relationship and you get to play through those relationships and it really builds them up in a really perfect way. Um, It's also a very scary game. So warning about that because it's gory, really gory also is another warning, Um, but it is about a zombie apocalypse. So, and also about a cult and also about all this other spooky stuff. Um, But it has some of the most horrifying zombie creations that I've ever seen. And some of the most horrifying scenarios, like this is kind of a spoiler, but kind of not. One part of it, you have to go into um, basically the Ground Zero Hospital in Seattle, and it's like where all the first patients went, and no one has gone down there. They basically sealed off the whole area, and no one has gone down there for how many years since the zombie outbreak happened. Yeah. Um, and part of it is you need to get supplies. So like, just go down in the hospital, I guess, and you're like, okay, I guess. I mean, they're like, don't do it. And you're like, well, I have to, so I'm going to go. And I'm like, please don't make me go down there. (laughs) And then the game was like, you're going down there. And I was like, okay. Um, Really horrifying. Um, Really scary. Very bad jump scares. But also just a really scary fight happens down there. Multiple scary fights. As you can imagine, in a hospital that is dark and has zombies that have survived there since the outbreak so you can imagine some of the horrible mutations that probably occurred and think about the worst thing you can and it's probably there um yeah and i guess the other thing i wanted to talk about quickly before brennan um talks about his thing is that there's um throughout the game music is like a really big part of it um because joel teaches ellie how to play guitar and that's sort of like a thing that helps them bond um and joel at the very beginning of the game sings ellie this like really heart-wrenching song um and then throughout the game ellie also plays that song on a guitar it has like a cool guitar playing mechanic that you do throughout the game um there is this one part where you go to a music store um this is also pretty close to the beginning and also it's like an optional thing so i don't really mind talking about it um you go to a music store and um, you find a guitar and you can play a song um and the song that you play is take on me by aha <laughs> don't know why i said it like that aha Aha! <laughs> like a robot. Um, and yeah, so I am going to play my own version because one of the ways that I 
process like sad or powerful things is I just listen to songs over and over again um, and so Ellie does a way better job at playing this song than I do um, because she does like bar chords and things like that and like a lot of pl plucking and it's like complicated my version is very simple and not that exciting and also I'm only playing the first little bit of it because yeah, that's all she plays so good. yeah so anyway I'm gonna play that so I'm gonna do it right now and might be bad, but we'll see. <clears throat> We're talking away. I don't know what I'm to say. I'll say it anyway. Today's another day to find you. Coming for your love, okay. Take on me. Take me on. I'll be gone in a day or two. originally from aha <laughs> um and sort of in the styling of ellie um because when she performed that in the last of us 2 it was such a beautiful moment um and yeah i've never saw that song in that light before and it's really changed that entire song for me yeah i um, think there's so many songs from the 80s and like early 90s that are like man why is this song so good why is it sung so pop and party that was the style back then. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's my thing. The Last of Us 2, really amazing game. Highly, 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 highly recommend it. I literally can't recommend it enough. Um, warning, though, of course, of the gore and violence. Um, but there's a lot of great um, representation in it and a lot of really great characters and um, the storytelling is amazing. And that's all I'll say about it because I've said enough. Let's hear Brennan's thing. <laughs> uh, so my first thing is a show that we are currently watching, or re-watching. Mm -hmm. uh, it's Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. That is what we are watching right now. Yeah, we just finished an episode. Mm -hmm. um, well, I'm re-watching it probably for the fourth, third or fourth time. Is this your second? or? This is my second, yeah. yeah. The first time I watched it was with you. Um, oh, okay. A, a few years ago, yeah. you introduced it to me. So, um, 
So yeah, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood uh, is a Japanese anime television uh, adapted uh, from a manga by Hiromu Arakawa. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, there was uh, an original uh, Full Metal Alchemist anime uh, that came out in 2003? Where was it? Yeah, 2003. Uh, and it followed the manga up to a certain point and then halfway through it kind of like diverted because uh, Hiromu Arakawa was just not finished. And that's typically what happens when you have such a... Yeah, like Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, like you have the source material, but like it's so popular that it's you clear. Keep making it. Yeah. So uh, in uh, 2009, they re- they redid it as Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, uh, and it's uh... what? Oh, it's doing. Sorry, I'm... it's 64 episodes. Sorry, I went to uh, a different thing and it said four episodes, and I was like, no, something's wrong. Uh-oh. So yeah, it's 64 episodes, which actually isn't too bad. Um, usually I don't like ep- shows that kind of go past 50, but this one's absolutely worth it. Um, wow, uh, I didn't know that. I guess it's a lot to like watch that much in a show when you start from ground zero. Yeah, well, usually as well, when you have shows that go on for so long, there's almost they almost have to do fluff. Mm-hmm. So for shows like Adventure Time... I never expected it to be more than a silly, like, ridiculous, bonkers kid show. And then it became more than that. And I was like, this is worth it. Yes. Uh, and even some episodes in that, I'll be like, I don't need to rewatch this, but I can do, like, some of the fun ones. For Full Metal, you kind of have to go through all of it. Excuse me. So Full Metal Alchemist, uh, it revolves around the brothers Edward and Alphonse Elric, uh, raised by their mother in the remote village of Rezimbul in the country of Amestris. Um, their father is this uh, very... <laughs> their father is this very brooding and like uh, seem- seemingly like emotionless person, but their mother was like super in love, so like she always believed in him. Um, and he ended up like just kind of bailing when they were like young. I think they were closer to eight. I think he was... Uh, Edward was eight, and I think Al was six or something. They were super young. And, uh, yeah, their mother ended up getting sick, and she died, and uh, their brothers were super uh, angry. Edward specifically angry with their father. So um, they also learned a lot of alchemy, which is a huge plot point of the show, where alchemy hence is... Hence the name. Full Metal Alchemist. <laughs> alchemy. And their brothers. Hence the second part. Brotherhood. Brotherhood. <laughs> so alchemy in the show is their version of science. Um, but it, it kind of revolves... Slash magic. Yeah, but... It's like, that's how it's always been, is sort of at the cusp of fantasy and science. Yeah. Um, so, like, in terms... If you know anything about, like, the... The, the I guess lore is the best term of any generic alchemy. It's that it's equivalent exchange. If you if you have materials for one thing, you can only turn it into something else that is made of those materials. Uh, they they show this off in terms of like someone broke a radio and because all the components of the radio is there, they're e- able to easily fix it. They have to like draw a transmutation circle, which is just kind of like a glyph on the ground or on a surface. Uh, but you see that uh, Ed, no, yeah, you see that Ed 
um, doesn't use a transmutation circle. And throughout the course of like the first 10 episodes, you kind of find out why when their mother died, even at a young spoiler, <laughs> <laughs> even at a young age, they were super gifted in alchemy. So they were like, you know what? Um, Ed said to Al, "We're gonna do human transmutation, even though every book and every law It's the biggest taboo." Yeah, it's like I think they viewed it as like, "Oh, it's super illegal," and they were like, "No, we can figure it out." So they gathered up all the components. It was like uh, so many grams of like carbon and phosphorus and and, and iron and all, all all the pieces that make up a human. Body. Yeah, all the materials, and then they were like, "Well." what constitutes a soul so they cut some of their own body like they they bled onto like the pile of material and they're like well this should do because it's our mom uh and then they tried to transmute uh their mom um and because like the whole point is that uh at at some point in the show they're kind of like well what does constitute the value of a human soul yeah Um, it's like what's equivalent to that like how do you bring someone back to life what is equivalent yeah it's like a human is more than the parts that make up a body and that's sort of that sort of the thing so during this whole transmutation um alphonse the little brother his whole body just goes he just gets torn apart and the way they kind of show how alchemy works it's it's shown in like very thin rectangular pieces so like Alphonse gets shredded and Edward is screaming because he watches his brother die basically but he also his leg also gets taken so he's left with a pile of like bones on the ground that immediately reaches out to uh, Ed uh, and then dies um Ed just lost his brother and his leg. Um, and in their basement, they have like a suit of armor just because their father just ha- has random stuff from all over the world. Um, and bleeding on the floor, he like grabs the helmet and like etches a different alchemic pattern into it. And he's just like, I can't lose my brother. I can't. You took. You can't. We. I know we goofed, but I can't do this. Um, and it was. It's a really powerful moment because he's just like, just take, take my, take my leg, take my arm, take. Take, take me. I can't lose him. And he's crying and it's really good. Um, he ends up losing his other... his. He ends up losing his right arm, I think. It's his left leg and his right arm that he loses. Um, but he loses his right arm and Al's soul is now transmuted to this suit of armor, which he's then able to kind of like walk around in. Yes. Yeah, so that's like the... I, I always do whenever... All of that stuff happens in the first episode, so it's like... Oh, pretty much, yeah. No, it all does. Oh, actually? I don't yeah. remember. I'm pretty sure it all cool. happens in the first episode. Yeah, I, whenever I talk about like a series, I always like give like a, like a like a beginning synopsis, and it's like, yeah, watch it. Uh, but like the rest of the show, it, it there's a whole bunch of diversity in it. Um, there's never really any kind of filler episodes. Every episode has kind of intent into the larger plot. Um, there's a lot of like complicated characters, which is really nice. One of the first um, bad guys that you kind of meet. Um, their kind of cause is basically justified but then you learn more about them and it's like oh you're not just somebody who's killing a bunch of people you actually like I kind of am on your side about this and I don't know how like everything is kind of like gray area because you don't know everything like that Um, yeah there's a lot of complexity in it that sort of unravels throughout the show the yeah no I'm just gonna say the basic idea of it is that they're just trying to get Al's 
body back. Well, and... Both of their bodies back, because he wants his arm. And... Yeah, yeah, but the main thing is Al's body, essentially. 100%. Like, they want his, he wants his arm and leg back. <laughs> he can live without that. They have auto mail in this show, which basically is like you can have robotic limbs that yeah. attach to your nerves. It's better than our prosthesis, but it, it's, it's literally like a full mechanical arm. Um, that properly works. It's like it's like our kinds of prosthesis, but way better. Well, it attaches to your nervous system, so you can actually like control it. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, so it's like that's the whole point of it. So. And then you get into like the the qualms of um, so the country of Amestrius is uh, lead, led by like a like a uh, a militant government in the way that like. The, like the military is known and there's what's called state alchemists that are given like funds and things like that so they have like all sorts of power and money and they know how to use the alchemy uh, and you meet a lot of different characters in, in that kind of realm as well but you also like you learn so much about how the government works and how like corrupt the government is and then you learn like there's there's so many layers to it and I could keep going on for forever but I, I shouldn't uh, but yeah full, do you have anything to add am I missing anything or I think you've covered the main things that we should say. Yeah. Anything else would really be just spoilers at this point. Yeah. I mean, there's like a lot of cool things that happen in it. Oh, the comedy is unbelievable. Um, Sometimes it's too much, but (laughs) it it is really good. Well, there's there's really good scenes where like it it, it really shows off like the anime style um, where they'll like cut to like some uh, somebody's visualization of somebody, and like it'll be like such a caricature of how they're being represented, and it's just like that kind of comedy is really great. Um, Ed is uh, just like kind of short, not even like super short. He's just kind of he's like five, maybe nine, maybe. I would say he's less than that. But probably, yeah, probably. Yeah. But like that's an ongoing joke. Um, which actually has plot relevance, which I was very excited about. It does have plot relevance. Which is insane. It's insane to say that the the boy is short, uh, has plot relevance. Um, uh, but yeah, and then you kind of delve more into more, not mystical, but more science fiction stuff. You learn about, um, what, uh, with the right resources, you can make artificial humans, and they're called homunculi, but like... They have all sorts of powers and they're basically and it's immortal. Like, at what cost? You know? Yeah, like you learn about what the cost is and it's like, uh-oh. Um, it's just insane. And yeah, there does exist the Philosopher's Stone in the world. But again, it's they want the Philosopher's Stone, the brothers, because they want to use it to get their bodies back and all these things. Um, but there's all sorts of varieties of characters. Um, the action, the, the, the fight scenes are really great as well, which is one of my favorite things a lot of times. Um, like if you have like a like this action adventure type of anime, uh, if it's not balanced well, like there like the action doesn't overwhelm the plot and vice versa. It's it's always a good balance of it. Um, but yeah, no, uh, I have like a hundred percent. Full Metal Alchemist is probably one of my like absolutely top five animes. Um, and it's sixty four episodes. I think I said it. Uh, it's on Netflix right now. Make sure it's Brotherhood. I don't think the original is on there. And to be fair, I did watch the original Full Metal Alchemist. Um, 
even before I knew there was a difference, I had a good time literally almost until the halfway point where it actually diverged. And while continuing to watch it, I was like, what is... I, like, the, I, I just didn't understand why things were happening the way they were. And it seemed a little forced as to like, oh, this is now the plot that we've created rather than like what was actually written. Um, and yeah, no, that's just, uh, it's just a really good anime. Uh, personally, I'm not a huge fan of like milk or anything like that, but that's also like a running joke that a Edward does not drink his milk. And even like, I've seen like, uh, not behind the scenes, but like the equivalent of like an, a comic artist just like doing their own little doodles. Um, what, what was her name? Hero, uh, uh, Hiromu? Uh, Arakawa? I really hope I'm pronouncing these, these names correctly. I always get them. You're looking at me like I know, and I'm not even <laughs> looking at your screen. You're like, is this how you say it? But I can't even see how know, it's spelled. Um, but yeah, like, she, uh, she's always, she's, uh, done, like, little goofy comics, and I, I think she's just, like, a fan of milk. Literally, just, like, that's just, she's just, like, yeah. Yeah, milk's disgusting. I don't have a problem with milk. I have a problem with the milk industry and dairy in general, and kind of, like, any kind of industry that, uh, interacts with animals. But, like, you know, I don't that's have, fair. I don't have a problem with milk that's as a whole. Fair. I used to really like milk. No. We're done. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're not talking about milk or how much we like it. This is a show about what we like. What okay? we like. What both we of like. us. We both have to like it. And if we both don't like it, then it's shut down. It's uh, vetoed. Cool. What's, uh, what's your second thing? My second thing is a movie that I watched recently called... The Old Guard. Um, the Old Guard came out this year, 2020. On Netflix, of all things. And it's directed by Gina Prince Bythewood. Um, okay, that's fine. No, you say it with confidence, and I'm just very, con I'm very concerned every time I say your name, and you're just like, "This is it. This is <laughs> well, how it's said." Yeah, I mean. Um, this movie is really, really good. I saw it on Netflix advertised because it was like, hey, this is trending, or hey, you might like this. And for a while I didn't watch it, mainly because it looked like another war movie from the initial sort of trailer. And personally, I'm not a fan of watching war movies anymore because I'm like, these are all the same, and also I don't really care about this conflict. Um, so I don't really watch war movies a lot, so I was like, eh, this doesn't seem really up my alley. However, um, I decided to give it a chance one day, and I watched it, and wow, was I blown away. Essentially, the movie is about a group of immortals and what they do with immortality. Very baseline, that's what it's about. However, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's like about their journey and how they um they really want to help people essentially um but it's like how do you help people um when it's like you never know what side is the right side sort of thing it's kind of like when you're um like playing the last of us part two and there's these different, like, this whole revenge plot sort of that I already talked about um, between Abby and Ellie. But it's like, 
when you're on either side, when you're playing as Ellie, it's like, yeah, what she's doing seems justified because you're only hearing her side of the story. Then you play as Abby and you're like, hey, wait a minute, that might not be right. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that, always, that always got me. So it's sort of like that's a part of this story and the fact that like being immortal for so long, it's like what jobs do you take? Who do you support? It's like what is the right side of a conflict? Like when you live forever, it's like what do you do? Yeah. Um, essentially, this is kind of spoilers that I'm going to say next just because I feel like it's integral it's, to how you I have to, to describe it. Um, so if you really want to watch the movie and not have spoilers, just skip past for a couple What's of minutes. What's with you? No one's going to listen to your parts. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, essentially, um, I'm not going to spoil it too much, so I'll just say that. But the reason why I like this movie a lot is because they really added um, a sense of like... What's the word I'm looking for? Like, sort of vulnerability or like... They're, they have such a... The way the film is shot, like the director is a god. Um, yeah. It is shot so well and it ma- it's never jarring. It makes you feel so connected and so... And like, it, it makes you feel like you're there whenever they kind of re- retell a memory or something like that. Yeah. Um, what I was trying to say... Oh, sorry. I, I thought that's where you were going. No. That was a great point, but that is not where I was going. I was trying to say that there's, like, this sense of, like, vulnerability established with being immortal. It's not, like, your classic, like, immortality tale where people live forever and so they're, like, dicks. You yeah, know? they lose their morality. Because they're just like, I live forever, I don't care what happens, and I'll never die, so whatever. Um, but the thing about this movie is that they can die spoiler um but they don't know when so there is this sense of like impermanence um and like sort of like the motto is like all things that live must die it's just a matter of when your time is um and so there is this thing of like when is it a person's time and so there is that like vulnerability there's another word i'm looking for but i can't think of it um in care that goes into the relationships between this group of people who found themselves in immortality after they die and just like are awake again they because each of them became immortal at different points um in time and you just basically wake up and you're like wow i guess i'm alive again (laughs) um and yeah it's about sort of a a friendship and companionship that has lasted centuries and how do those relationships exist over time what do those people do with their immortality and what does immortality look like when you could die at any moment and i feel like that's a really powerful part of the movie that makes it so unique to me is that the representation of immortality is something that I had never seen in a, in a movie before. Um, and so I, I really, really enjoyed that. Um, it was just like a really thoughtful way to represent, um, immortality in a movie. Um, also there's like, um, two of the, I'm kind of giving some things away here, but 
whatever. Um, two of the characters in it, um, two of the male immortals are in love, and that, oh, love that gay relationship so nice. is... It's just such a beautiful relationship. It's so and it's like, they do that relationship such justice. It's like such a beautiful, beautiful relationship that has existed for centuries. And it's like... Oh, uh, just gonna, if I was gonna say, if I may, just to share the best part about that. The, the, sorry, not best part, because the best part is the entire relationship. Don't, yeah, don't spoil. Okay. You were gonna say the, the part? Yeah, where they're in the truck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, that's, we can say that, that it's a great thing. Yeah, there's a, but leave yeah. that for the viewer, you know? <laughs> you know? You can experience this really amazing line, this really amazing speech that happens, but we won't spoil it because I've already said a lot about it. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I will not spoil it. Let me just say it's the best, like, it was, it's not the best moment for them because they were kind of in like peril, but it was such a good, like, F everybody in this room except for you, my love. Yeah. It was really great. Yeah. Um, also, it's wild because the main character is Charlize Theron, and um, she's still a great actress. Yeah, she's great. She's awesome in it. Um, there is this part where, well, like, basically you find out throughout the movie that she's basically been alive forever, like, essentially. Yeah, nobody, everybody's kind of like, oh, this is when I woke up. Everybody, in, like, is just like, we don't know about her, and she says she forgets, so. Yeah, essentially it's like this wild thing. Um, and her name is Andy, but there's this one part immediately when some. <laughs> There's this part when someone's like, who are you? And she's like, I, I feel like I'm going to pronounce her name wrong, but she's like, Andromache of Scythia. And it's just <laughs> this like wild thing where she's just like, I'm Andromache of Scythia. And then just like knocks the person out. But it's just like, she says that so casually and you're like, okay, this person has lived forever because obviously their name is wild and sweet. Um, yeah, and, of Scythia. Yeah. She just It's just like, oh Yeah. She's just really cool in it. Um, and also you get like all these flashbacks to like see how she has lived her life in different moments. It really builds up this like beautiful relationships. Also, there's like some problems with living forever too. Um, and the movie sort of sets itself up for a sequel, which I'm really hoping happens. Yeah. Because the ending of it is wild. But I won't say anything else about it. Um, but you should watch it because it's really good. Um it's on Netflix if you got Netflix. Um, and it's just a really solid, um, good movie to watch. Yeah, I really please watch it. it. Yeah. It's it's absolutely worth it. Melissa kind of, not surprised us, but she was like, I'll watch this movie. We're going to watch this movie now. And I was like, oh yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of times when Brennan and I watch movies, there's like certain things that I might have really liked. And I think, oh, everyone will really like this. And sometimes Brennan and I disagree on, what, on, like, it, yeah. on it for certain reasons but this movie we had no disagreement yeah it was, it was just, just like everything like, was like oh, oh yes yes yeah. yeah so yeah that was my thing what's your thing my thing is sound effects oh. <laughs> <laughs> I hope somebody gets that Aiden's he didn't cut, cut me in half again, again. yeah I hope my somebody. thing is bugs <laughs> <laughs> Um, my second thing is also a game. Three, two, one. 
Ghosts of Tsushima. I thought we were gonna say it with more pow. <laughs> you you let me down. <laughs> uh, it's Ghosts of uh, Tsushima, and I I I I'm only basing that on the way they say it in game. I don't think it's incorrect. No, that sounds right. Yeah, yeah. Tsushima. Um, so Ghosts of Tsushima is a action adventure stealth game. Uh, third person perspective. You put. Is it a stealth game? It can be. We'll get to that. It shouldn't be. <laughs> um, so the game is set on Tsushima Island in the late 13th century. Uh, it features a diverse assortment of regions and buildings, uh, like uh, countrysides, fields, shrines, ancient forests. The forests are so cool. All the uh... the game is absolutely beautiful. Yeah, it's it's the insane. Se- it's it's just gorgeous. The flowers, the fields, the trees, the colors. Can't say enough about it. Um. So, uh, yeah, so you play as uh, Jin Sakai, uh, head of the Sakai clan and a samurai warrior. He's the nephew uh, of uh, Lord Shimura, who is the Jito of Tsushima. Uh, Jito is uh, like a steward of like a full territory. So they like uh, Lord Shimura was in charge of uh, Tsushima Island. Um so yeah, you uh, you play as Jin, um, and you play. I don't know if anybody knows their history, but I, I couldn't tell you exactly when. Um, you play when the Mongols invade Japan, and it's just awful and terrifying. Like in that instance, mm-hmm. you what were you gonna say? Said it was in the 13th century. Yeah. Yeah. No, like not ex- like I don't know what years. It doesn't uh, matter. I was okay. just being exact and specific. That's I all. See, I see. Um, well, what's really nice about the game as well, um, just this quote from the game director, this is a game that is set, sorry, that is grounded uh, in reality, entirely grounded in reality. We are tr- really trying hard to, tr- I'm, I, how am I, me- I'm adding words to this man's quote. <laughs> I don't know why I'm doing that. We're trying hard to transport people to 1274 Japan. We're inspired by history, but we're not building it back stone by stone. We're not trying to rebuild Tsushima Island. Our protagonist is a work of fiction. We actually thought about using some historical figures, and we asked some people who are more culturally aware than us, and they said it would be insensitive, so we didn't do it. And I think, I think because like with that in mind, they did, to my knowledge, they did this game uh, an incredible justice uh, with how kind of like the way things are represented. How, of how little we know about the actual yeah. history, I've, now, it's a really cool game. Now, to my knowledge, I, I haven't looked into it. Um, just briefly, when the game came out, um, similar to The Last of Us Part Two, how it had a assortment of backlash, and I will not get into I that. I did not talk about that because I do not wish oh, to Oh, we're talk not going into that. it. No. Um, they're all wrong, by the way. Um, for the most part. Uh, hey. I know. I, I'm covering my bases. What bases are there to cover? They're I don't know. Wrong. Yeah, forty thousand people are wrong. I yes, know. I know. <laughs> they are. Um, so yeah, when when Ghost of Tsushima came out, um, I heard just rumblings on the internet that like you know, basically the divide was everybody from Japan who played this game was like, this game is really sweet, and every Japanese American or or I guess Western Japanese person was like, 
I don't know how I feel about this game being made by non-Japanese people and like they were going into a bunch of stuff. And for me, I don't know enough, so I'm not going to go into that. I just wanted to address it mm-hmm. for what it is. Were there I'm, not Japanese people on the team that made it? I'm sure there were. I just don't know. Like that's a, that's it again. Like I haven't looked into it. I don't know. I didn't. It's not that I didn't want to. I just don't want to be like let me let me ruin this game for me or like anything like that. And for the most part, like it is absolutely well received widely and and also like again for the most part i heard that most people in japan were like yeah this is awesome mm-hmm. so i again i don't know i don't have the cultural context to really make that claim um yeah yeah i think it's good too because um also the representation of the mongols in it is really i think really good really good like the leader of them yeah so um uh, basically, uh, uh, in 1274, a uh, Mongolian invasion led by Khotun Khan uh, basically starts in uh, the island of Tsushima, um, and then the first bit of the game is that you're you're joining like a whole legion of samurai warriors to go fend them off, and they they try to do it like honorably they kind of like meet for like that kind of meeting before the battle starts and it's like a standoff yeah and uh i can't remember the 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 samurai that that meets with them specifically I think their it's name adachi Ad- yeah adachi uh yeah he meets with them as like hey like he says it more appropriately but like hey what's going on like what like are we do we really have to do this and Koten khan is just like huh and he like takes a sip of his was it his drink it's wine yeah just douses the man with wine and then just hucks a fl- like a, uh, a torch on him and burns the man it's just like kill him kill them all this yeah. is stupid why are we doing like why yeah the coolest part for me is just that he's talking to lord shimura it's like really close to the end of the game but he's just like i know your language i learned your culture i learned about all your traditions i learned about how you fight i learned all about you before i came here and i know how to best defeat you now and you know nothing about me. Yeah. So I'm going to win. And yeah, that's basically it. Just... And it's just like such a cool way to like portray the villain. And like there's so many like flat like cut betweens where you get to see him interact with Lord Shimura. Um, I guess that's kind of a spoiler. But it's it's just like. It's, it's like in the first five minutes you find out that he's still alive. It's, it's true. It's true. Um, yeah, he gets captured. Um, but yeah, it's just like a really cool way for an invader to like sort of talk. be portrayed well it, it, it like like to, to step off of that too it's like they instead of being like oh the mongols were just like violent and and just like destroying land and like stealing women and doing all these things it's like they were smart about it they weren't just like i mean that's kind of true well it's it's both it's that's what i mean it is both they weren't just like like absolute monstrous beasts they were also intelligent, monstrous, disgusting beasts when they committed those acts. When they committed those acts, I, I had to add that because I realized what, what I just said. It, it's not what I... Yeah, what you said was not great. I know. Yes. Well, how I feel about that, and I could just be... Like, never mind. Let's not... I apologize. Yes. They committed horrible acts while they were doing the invasion. But they were smart about it. And it was just really cool. It's really cool to have that as a kind of like the antagonist, even though you're kind of like um, basing it off of kind of uh, historical context and, and whatnot. Yeah. 
Um, but uh, yeah, the 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 kind of other part of the game that that makes it very exciting. If you've ever played like one of the first Assassin's Creeds or. Or, Shadow of Mordor. Yeah, Shadow of Mordor or Shadow of War. It's similar gameplay style to that, except it adds so many more mechanics, and it feels more like it absolutely feels more grounded in reality. And way more immersive. I think. Yeah, and so one of the big things about being samurai in Japan is that, like, you know, it's always a fair fight. It's kind of like a classic, like you're not you're not gonna shoot someone behind their back. You're not gonna shoot them when they're down. You give them a weapon. You give them a chance, but you kill them because they're better. Because that's that's what you are, um, but in dealing with the Mongols, Jin kind of realizes that like, I'm gonna die. They they are better than me by myself. Like there's just is... too many. Also, it's yeah, like it's... you're one guy. If you're just like, hey everyone, come and attack me, and you have twenty people come attack you once, it's like, what can you do? Exactly. So like he he kind of adopts. Um, other tactics like kind of like moving in the shadows and like you know assassin like stealthily assassinating people um, but even like the act of like the first assassination that you do it's like this whole thing um, and you really kind of feel for Jin as he does something that's so foreign to him um, yeah it's like that's why the game is called Ghost of Tsushima, not Samurai of Tsushima, because you become yeah you this become this other this other type of person who's a ghost colloquially colloquially yes. who knows how to say That's, that word that was right I said it wrong. <laughs> um, you become that and it's like a really cool mix in between trying to keep your samurai honor but also like trying to actually win and survive it's I don't know. It's no, yeah, it's it's just it's just really well done. It's super fun. the The combat is really great. Um, the story is really cool. Yeah, you you will always feel good because one of the best things you can do um, in the game is you can like have a standoff if you interact with a group uh, of enemies before like before anybody kind of starts. You can just call up and be like, "Who is strong enough to fight me?" And then you have this moment where you like put your hand on your sword waiting for them to come in for the attack and you just swipe at them killing them in an instant um and then you can kind of get through like a couple of people instantly before you actually fight the rest of them uh you learn different uh styles of combat you have all sorts of different uh mechanics as well in terms of doing those combats uh to kind of best suit who you're fighting uh it's just really well done everything about the game so far and even the story um you have all these side missions where you you know you help different uh people uh in the uh, in the countryside and like on the island um and you can really delve into their stories and, and get, get to know who's helping you take back yeah you have to recruit like allies and do you can do missions for them and yeah yeah it's just it's just a really good game um it's for playstation both games the last of us part two and ghost of tsushima uh, are for playstation 4 um so sorry xbox one but i don't know xbox one hasn't had a good uh what is that word exclusive exclusive game in like years and like even halo 5 was a good game mechanically it let me down i know it just it let me down so bad one day I'll talk about Halo. Halo's so good, but then they kept doing Halo. And it wasn't Bungie that was doing Halo. And then it was like, uh-oh, now it what? It was Bungie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Anyway, I think that's all the time we have for our show. Yeah. Um, I'll figure out if I could put a song at the end of this. Otherwise, you know, have a good night and stuff like that. Uh, thanks to Matt. Afternoon, because that's when this will be airing. Yes, it will be airing. Frick. I've outed ourselves. Oh no. <laughs> oh no, this isn't live. Oh no. <laughs> well, everybody knows that. Actually, I don't know how the raid, because uh, I know the radio season is over. This whole bizarre season is over. So we'll see how this works out. I'm still good. It'll still be on the radio at some point. Who knows? Yes, on Monday. Or is it? Or is I don't it know, over? That, but that's what I mean. I don't know. I'll have to look at that oh, email. Okay. We're recording it well in advance. What is it? Today's Thursday. We have time. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, we'll, I'll, I'll upload it as well. And we'll, you know, thumbs your uncle. Thumbs your uncle. Oh, thank you <laughs> to Matt Campbell for the music we use in the show. Thank you to the thumb thumbs everywhere coming at you straight from Spy Kids 2. We love Yuck. you, thumb thumbs. How <laughs> dare you? Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>